All right, this is just a quick story on how to be original. The women that I work with, I've worked with hundreds of women on this, myself included, and we all have a deep need when we're creating our work in the world to be original, right? We don't want to feel that we're copying uh, someone else's work. We don't want to feel that anyone is copying or taking something from us, and it can create a feeling of lack and scarcity, right? It can also hold us back. It could be like, oh, I don't want to share this idea because someone might steal it, but then the idea never is born until you see the idea elsewhere, right? So the issue is really about feeling like your work or what you are doing is your value, And that's not your value. It's about being afraid that someone can take that away, what makes you special. But that's really not what makes you special. What makes you special is you. We are all special and we are all not special at the same time. I say this all the time. We're like snowflakes, right? We are all unique, special individuals with unique gifts and talents and most of all, a unique perspective. But at the same time, we are all made up of the same shit. We are made up of the same energy, just like snowflakes are all made up of frozen water. We are made up of the same things biologically. We all have the same deep human needs, our survival needs and love and safety and belonging. We all are made up of the same shit. We are all the same. We have the same fears. We all want to feel connected and valued as who we are. Yet we are all special in the sense that we are experiencing our reality in a unique way based on our conditioning and our mindset and what we believe. So your reality is always reflecting back what you believe about the world and about yourself. So when it comes to creating art in the world, whatever your work may be, whatever your creation may be, whether it's writing or speaking or painting or designing something or creating programs and courses, whatever it is, it's an expression. It's a form of art. If you are attached to that being what makes you special, you're going to be afraid to share it with the world. You're going to have fears of being copied. You're going to have fears of being, you know, it being stolen from you. And all of this does is shut you down. What you need to do is turn your focus back to you and your perspective. What is the way you see things? What is the way that you've experienced things? When you are okay with yourself and you can share your real stories and be vulnerable about you know, what makes you feel a certain way, whether it's powerful or disempowered or good or bad, when you can emotionally express yourself, that truth that's inside of you, whatever that emotion is, when you can express yourself creatively, whatever that is for you, whatever that means for you, that is what makes you special. The way that you express it. People are drawn to you because of you, not because of what you can give them, not because of information that you're spewing, Not even because of a problem that you solve. So many of us in the entrepreneurial circuit online, it's like, oh, find the problem and then solve it for the people. That's not even really what it's about. You can create a business that way, right? But if you're listening to this, I know you want more than that. It's not just about money. It's about fulfillment. It's about feeling fully expressed. 
And the only way to do that is to be true, even if it doesn't make sense, even if it's scary to what wants to come out through you and put your blinders on and stop looking around at the outside. You don't get inspired by things that are already out there. Let it come through you from your experience of life, how you experience something, not because someone else is doing it and you, it's making them money. So you think it will make you money. It's got to come from you. I want to tell you a story. So this is how I learned how powerful authenticity was, is. And I actually didn't realize it until much later. But when I was in school, I went to Parsons School of Design, fashion design major. And all through school, you know, it was crazy and rigorous and we did all kinds of crazy projects. But I remember Banana Republic was talked about as a really great place to be a designer. In the early 2000s to like the mid, late 2000s, Banana Republic was cool, and it was a cool place to work. They paid more, you had a lot of freedom, they were all about making luxury accessible, and it was a fun place to be a designer. And when we graduated, I really wanted to work there. I just saw myself working there, and I was like, oh, this is perfect. You know, it has everything I need. My best friend got a job there, and I was like, oh, even better. And there was a handbag position open. So I had studied apparel, which really fashion design, it was everything. And, but I always loved accessories, especially handbags. So I was like, oh my God, this is great. I went in and with my perfectionistic ways, did a kick-ass project, went above and beyond giving them everything that I thought that they would want. Everything I was assuming that they would want. And I didn't get it. And I was crushed. So much time, so much energy and effort went into that project of me trying to give them what they want. And I was crushed because I thought for sure I was going to get it. It was perfect in air quotes. So I didn't get it. Time went on, got a job in apparel at DKNY. And um, it was a line called DKNY City at the time and you know it just it was a cool job at the time but realized this isn't really what I wanted still dreaming about working at Banana Republic so I needed you know I was experiencing burnout for the first time I took a break was freelancing at several different companies and again my best friend still worked for Banana and another job came up and this time it was in apparel so again I did a kick-ass project, killed myself, sleepless nights, made it, again, perfect in air quotes, making it so high stakes, like, I have to get this project right, I have to give them exactly what they want, I'm going to show them, I'm going to prove myself and show them how good I am and how I can nail it, because I know what they want from me, right? How many times do we do that in our business? Try and think about what they want from us and try to give it to them. That's what I was doing, and it was killing me again, but I did it. Went to the interview again, didn't get the job. And I was crushed again. Like, what the hell? I know, you know, this is what I think that they want. This is what I'm seeing. This is my perception of them. Why am I not getting it? I'm trying to give them everything I think they want. Why am I not getting it? Time goes on, round three, I find out 
the handbag team is gone. They need a handbag designer. So I, I had taken time off again and kind of went through a, a mini transformational period and was in a place where I thought I was going to leave the fashion industry and I was like, no, I'm not done. I have more to do. I have more to say. And I was becoming much more aware of my own aesthetic and much more in tune with my own voice as a designer when I had taken time off. So I went into this interview. I did a project the night before. I didn't have to. I was like, you know what? I just had this inspiration that I wanted to draw out this stuff, and this is who I am. It, that's what the project was based on. It was like, this is who I am. If you don't like it, I don't care. There was no attachment to getting this job this time. I was like, I don't really give a fuck what they want. This is what I'm doing. It was really fun doing the project. I didn't finish the project. I wasn't a perfectionist about it at all. I did it in a way that was fun, that was easy, that just felt really good. Didn't care if they liked it or not because I loved it. Went in. It wasn't even in a normal portfolio. I'd had to unroll this whole big thing. I was like, sorry, this is so unorthodox, but this is what I did for you. And the woman took a look at it. She hired me on the spot, asked when I could start. And I worked for her for eight years from Banana Republic to Kate Spade. And she saw me in that moment. She saw what I was capable of, which was much more than what doing something that I think that they would like would do for her. She knew that. She could see my potential. She could see what I was about. What I did <laughs> looked nothing like what you would find in a Banana Republic store. It was actually really left field, and all she saw was the talent in it and how that could be applied to what she needed. And I was hired on the spot, and I remember thinking, wow, that was so easy. I killed myself two times before trying, keyword trying, to get them to like me, to approve of me, to hire me, and it didn't work. And in one shot, I quickly got the job easily, effortlessly, just by being true to myself. And then that would play out again in my life. And I wasn't aware of it at the time because I wasn't doing this work yet. But looking back, I could see that every time I was true to myself, it would work out. It would be easier. It would be better for me. It would be better for everyone involved. And it would be fun. And I'm sure you can see that in your own life if you start to look, even in your relationships. I say this all the time when I talk about ease. If you think about the relationships where you can be most yourself, they're going to feel easier than a relationship where you have to wear any kind of mask at all. If you have to be appropriate in some way, if you have to bite your tongue, if you have to walk on eggshells, if you have to be professional, anything other than you, it's going to feel like effort. It's going to feel harder. It's going to drain you. And that is true in every single fucking thing that you do in your life. If you have to veer from what you really want, what you really need, it's going to feel like effort. And I want to show you this, show you how you're doing this for yourself. In my free class, I have a free class at easymoney.com. It's ease, E-A-S-E hyphen Y, money.com. 
It's happening soon. Go to that page, sign up. We're going to do an exercise where I'll show you how you're creating this, where I will show you how to get out of it, how I got out of it, right? Why you're triggered, why you're overwhelmed, why you spin your wheels so much in your business and your life. It's really about going from effort and exhaustion to energy and ease. When you are in alignment with yourself, things feel easy, you feel energized. When you are not, you feel exhausted and things feel hard. It's that simple, but it's not easy getting there and that's what I'm gonna teach you in this class. All right, easymoney.com, I'll see you there.